Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's me, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. When you switch to Farmers Insurance, you could save a bundle. All you got to do, call 1-88-FARMERS, get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. Oh, Nelly! Did you pick a good Saturday to listen to this radio show? Holy content, Batman. So much good stuff happening in sports. I mean, Friday was absolutely bonkers in the NFL. I'll tell you why the hell all those trades went down. NBA had a wild night of action. I missed it, though, because I was at a comedy show. Big, huge news, folks. Los Angeles is kind of open. Yeah, remember how you guys were going to restaurants like seven months ago indoors? And then they closed everything down around the nation, and you were like, we can't eat indoors or anything. And it was like, yeah, that's been Los Angeles for the better part of a year. So finally, things are opening up. Your boy got the vaccine this week. Oh, yeah. So fired up. I know it, 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 this is like a inside baseball that nobody cares about, and I probably shouldn't share it. But, you know, um, we kind of, you. I, I like Instagram now more than I do Twitter. It's probably been like for the last six months to a year. And so I post the vaccine photo on Instagram because you're like contractually obligated to do that. Like they put the shot in your arm and they're like, hey, you're going to post this on the gram, right? I was like, sure, okay, if I have to. And 
I post it, and then I start losing followers. And I think there's a bunch of people out there who are like, oh, don't get the vaccine. Folks, I got the vaccine, and I had a great week. I'm, like, doing things. Gavin got the vaccine. Everybody's getting it, and we're, like, doing stuff. I went to a comedy show last night because, guess what? Had to get the vaccine because I got family in town. I'm, like, seeing people. Like, humans are in our house. It's, like, an awesome feeling. I'm just geeked. Oh, yeah, and there's a Sweet 16 today. Anyways. So we go to this comedy show last night, and I'm my brother's way into comedy. He knows like all these guys. It's like, oh, this show's gonna be sick. This guy's incredible. And I, I, I go, I've gone to a couple, so I know some of these guys. Gavin is a monster comedy fan. So as soon as uh, he heard Bill Burr was headlining, he's like, oh my gosh, Bill Burr's a legend. I don't know too much about Bill Burr. I know he's been on the herd a couple times. Bill Burr crushed last night. Like he had all the best lines. He was super angry, and I just have to say, it felt good being outside. Yes, it was socially distanced. It was an outdoor uh, event. And, I mean, I'm laughing my butt off. Bill Burr was great. This uh, woman, Eliza Schlesinger, was hilarious. And uh, there was a couple other big-name people, that David Spade. Um, but it was just a great night of comedy. This is like an awesome weekend. You get Friday NFL trades. You had the NBA trade deadline went down on Thursday. We'll talk about that. And Sweet 16 this weekend, my picks in the first two rounds, I do, I'm betting every game for Fox Sports. And of course, I'm hitting like 61% through the first two rounds, so I'm geeked to give out more picks today. We'll do that. But we got to start the show with what the hell happened on Friday in the NFL. It was, this is just a great week for sports. And we're not even close to the NFL draft when the biggest name could be moved, Deshaun Watson. Uh, More maybe on that later. Who knows? What's happening on that front? But I actually think the reason the Miami Dolphins swung that big trade moving out of three is because there is so much uncertainty around Deshaun Watson. They were like, you know what? Don't know that that's going to be ironed out here anytime soon. I think we've just got to decide we're going to roll with Tua. And the San Francisco 49ers are now picking third in the NFL draft. And you're like, well, wait a second. Why would the 49ers want to pick third? And, you know, this is a 49ers franchise two years ago that was in the Super Bowl. They went 13-3. and And then they kind of had to take what I'm joking as a gap year last year because everybody on the defense was injured. Bosa went down. Solomon Thomas went down. Anyone of value on that defense was injured last year. And they still were able to win six games because Kyle Shanahan is that dude. But the question becomes, well, wait a sec. The entire offseason... San Francisco was like, eh, anybody interested in Jimmy G quietly? Because we may make a run at, remember Matthew Stafford was rumored to be in the mix for the 49ers. And Deshaun Watson, rumored to be in the mix. Well, Matt Stafford ends up going to the Rams. Jimmy G, oh, we got to hold on to him, he's our guy. And then all of a sudden they trade up to three. So if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, you've had like multiple votes of confidence in the press from John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, and now they trade up to three. Folks, you don't give up future first-round picks to move up and select an offensive lineman. You don't do that. You don't move up to select a wide receiver. You definitely don't do that. There's no elite pass rusher that is there at three, and you don't trade up for a, a pass rusher anyway. So this is what's happening. The 49ers pretty clearly decided, you know what? We just looked at what the Kansas City Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes. 
They moved up to 10 to draft him. They take him. They were a playoff team with Alex Smith. They sit Mahomes for the entire year. They start him in the final week, a meaningless game. Hey, let's get him some live fire. We trot out our veteran quarterback, Alex Smith. We get to the playoffs. Thank you for your service, Alex Smith. The next year, they start Mahomes, who's not pressured, right, because he sat for a year. He knows the offense, knows the players, knows everything. Goes in, hits the ground running, absolute home run. So the Niners, my guess is they are going to start Jimmy G this year. Yeah, I don't believe they're going to trade him. They're going to let either Justin Fields or Trey Lance. My guess is Fields right now. I don't buy any of the Mac Jones nonsense that people are pushing out there. My first question was, okay, who is Mac Jones' agent? Got to be a powerful guy because Mac Jones has gone from, oh, he's a second-round nice little player at Alabama surrounded by the greatest collection of talent in college football. I mean, he's got two top 25 wide receivers. He's got at least, I think, two All-American offensive linemen, All-American running back. Like, uh, guys, I'm not overstating my level of importance, but I probably could have put up decent numbers at the, as the Alabama quarterback this year. I mean, seriously. Mac Jones, good quarterback. You're not taking him top three. That makes no sense at all. So if they get Justin Fields, the knock on Fields is, hey, he has started two seasons. He was a backup at Georgia, got some action in the SEC. So he's been out there three years. There has been some knocks on whether or not Justin Fields can quickly enough dissect a defense, recognize what they're doing, and then make the right decision. Well, Jay, he threw six touchdowns against Clemson. Yeah, we know that. We're aware. Everybody knows that. There is question. So what did he drop an egg for against Northwestern? You know, he was quite bad against Alabama. And Alabama's defense was nothing amazing. Justin Fields, really good quarterback, a lot of upside, but there are questions. And folks, think about this. There were questions about Pat Mahomes when he came out of Texas Tech. A lot of these Big 12 quarterbacks, hey man, can they read a defense? They're running arena league football defenses out there. He's in shotgun every every step. Pat Mahomes I think it was, was it Goff or Mahomes? Neither of those guys took like more than 10 snaps under center in their college career or something outlandish like that. So all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we can trot out Jimmy G. We can make it back to the playoffs because they've got a playoff roster. Although the defense has stepped back a little bit, right? They lose their energizer bunny, Robert Sala. They lose, I think I've seen four starters going down. By the way, side note, just file it away for... Off-season gambling and predictions. I saw the Pittsburgh Steelers lost five starters from that defense. Just something to file away. 49ers, I believe, are losing four starters. And, of course, the defensive coordinator. That's a playoff team in the NFC, which is considerably weaker than the AFC. So you, you keep Jimmy G. He can get you to the playoffs. We've seen him get you to the Super Bowl with the defense. Another note to file away. He threw eight passes in the NFC Championship game. I think he was 6 of 8 for something like 75 yards in that bloodbath over the Packers. And then you don't have you get the quarterback on the rookie scale and you reset everything and you can spend everywhere else. Like this is the plan, folks. The 49ers did it. We've now seen the Rams done it. You need to press that reset button and don't want to pay quarterbacks top dollar. Like Jimmy G is not making Exorbitant money when you look around and oh, Dak Prescott's getting 40 mil, right? 
and Josh Allen's asking for 40 mil, and Baker Mayfield's going to want the big bucks, and the Ravens are about to pay Lamar Jackson. That's going to be the thing I beat down this entire summer. The next wave in the NFL is have your quarterback on the rookie deal, make a deep playoff run, maybe win a Super Bowl, and then you start all over and do it again. Because if your coach is that good, as Shanahan is, as McVay is, you can take any quarterback and get your team with great surrounding talent at the edge rusher, at left tackle, and you can make a run. So I really like what the 49ers did. I actually don't hate what the Dolphins did. And we didn't even get to the Eagles. And yes, this is a Friday in March. Should be all NCAA tournament. Should be NBA trade deadline. But the NFL shakes things up, and you know we got to go NFL hard. I'll just be quick on the Eagles. It is very clear that the Eagles brass, which went through uh, the full range of emotions in about three months, right? It was like, oh, we got a bench. Carson Wentz. Let's put in Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts beats the Saints. Jalen Hurts is our guy. Let's go. Jalen Hurts loses three in a row. Oh. Okay. Um, all right, we can go back to Carson. We can go back to Carson Wentz. And the offseason, it sounds like Carson's going to get the job. Something goes down in Philly. Ooh. Um, we got to fire the coach. Okay. Doug Peterson, sayonara. Okay, Carson's our guy. Nope, nope, Carson's not our guy. We're trading him to Indy. Can we, can we trade up to two or three? Can we? No. Okay, we're going to trade down. The Eagles have moved out of six. They're down to 12. Don't think you're going to get a quarterback there. But Eagles pick up another first in 2022. So all of a sudden now the Eagles have decided, and again, this all went down for them in about three months. Uncertainty is not good, folks. Okay. Jalen Hurts is our guy for this year. We'll see what he can do. If Jalen Hurts can't cut it, we got a couple bites at the apple. We'll draft another quarterback in 2022. I, I love this NFL madness. Kevin, I will say this. More exciting NBA trade deadline or the NFL trades on Friday? <laughs> I, uh, I, I think it would surprise a lot of people how little uh, the public cares about the NBA trade deadline. Well, yeah. I mean, no, it's no, just the, not, it just doesn't have the buzz. Right. But the NFL, that, I mean, that move yesterday has major ramifications, and uh, I'm was, excited. It was one of those moves. Were you at home when it happened? I was here oh, prepping here for prepping. the Doug Gottlieb show, and what was so funny was I was, you know, we're working on topics to talk about. Hey, Mike McCarthy said this, the other. That <laughs> trade happened, and we scrapped all that Everything. stuff. Everything. <laughs> all the work goes out the window. And it was one of those, I'm sitting at the computer, my kids... Uh, haven't gone to school yet. They're only doing the two and a half hours a day garbage in LA. And I audibly go, whoa. And, you know, my kids are like, what's going on? What happened, dad? What's going on? I was like, there was an NFL trade. <laughs> They're like, okay, I'm going back to my device. I, you know, and I'm like, wait a second, this is huge. 49ers move up. And if somebody, I think it was Warren Sharp, tweeted out the list of quarterbacks that Kyle Shanahan's worked with. It's like RG3. Kirk Cousins, Johnny Matt Manziel, Ryan. Matt Ryan. He got Matt Ryan an MVP. I think this is the first time Kyle Shanahan will be able to actually pick the quarterback he wants. Now, you could say he was the one who picked Jimmy G. Okay. I mean, he was who was available, right? 
It wasn't that he said, okay, I want that guy. Kyle Shanahan now gets to identify Fields, Lance, and yeah, sure, you can put Mac Jones in there, Kyle Trask if you Philly really feel like you want to. But Kyle Shanahan's going to get his guy. Now, Trevor Lawrence going one. Jets clearly are getting the Mormon Mahomes. Zach Wilson. Yeah, that's what we're calling him. Yeah, The Mormon Mahomes. What an epic nickname. No pressure, Zach. By the you, way, Zach Wilson looks so young and boyish. Yeah. He almost looks like Zach, uh, what's that guy, Zach Efron? That's hey, terrifying. Do you think that Kyle's guy really was uh, Deshaun Watson, and this is the backup because now he's untradeable? Oh, yeah. I don't, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, Deshaun Watson would certainly be my guy if it was an option. Um, I, I can't do the character assassination on Deshaun Watson that a lot of other people are doing. Um, the woke crowd, the you know, the the far left annoying folks on social media. Like I'm not doing, I'm not doing that. Sorry. Like I'm not do- tossing Deshaun Watson in the trash because of a bunch of civil lawsuits. Okay. Give me some, I need to see evidence. I need more, but monster Friday in the NFL. So we will do NBA trade deadline next sweet 16 starts. I think it's two, two o'clock today. Uh, so a lot to get to going to be a great show. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion. And I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who's ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Marion on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com slash colin tirerack.com the way tire buying should be l-a-s-i-k lasik.com have a ton of questions about lasik you're not alone that's why we created lasik.com one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. 
I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Jason McIntyre live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-88-FARMERS-TO-SWITCH and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. Yes, I know you guys are waiting for me to give out the Sweet 16 picks. This is the tough part about the NCAA tournament, right? So everybody roots for chaos and upheaval. That's fun. You root for the underdogs. Except when you get, like, multiple underdogs, and then you look at the games today, and you're like, wait, am I going to really adjust my Saturday? Because remember, these are usually Thursday night, Friday night games, right? And... It's one thing, like, Thursday night. You know, if you're young, under the age of, like, 35, you're probably going out on a Thursday night, uh, especially, you know, college kids. But by and large, the adults are going to stick around and at least check out the basketball games. Friday night, probably a different story. But now you're talking about Saturday. Like, Saturday. Okay? The first game's at 2.40 today. Your kids probably have sports it might be good weather. It's going to be like 70, I think, seven, Gavin, it's going to be 75 out here this weekend. Uh, seven, oh, my gosh, 79 degrees tomorrow. Okay? Today, it's going to be in the 60s. Are you really going to stick around indoors today to watch Loyola of Chicago against Oregon State? Like, are you doing that, Gavin? <laughs> I, I love the tournament. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see how it all plays out. And we're nerds, so we're not the best people to ask on this. Tomorrow I am going to Universal Studios. Oh, so. so you will not be watching. Yeah. <laughs> You're not sticking around for Arkansas versus Bob Roberts. Uh, uh, or Oral Bob, I'm sorry. Yeah. I butchered that badly. Um, <laughs> it's like, it, that's the problem. Like, the games, and again, I love college basketball. I personally will be watching. But... The general public, which is what you want, right? This is the, the crown jewel of the sport. Arkansas Earl Roberts? Really? That, that, like, that's an attractive game. The spread is 11 and a half, by the way. They did play earlier this season. Oral Bob hung around really well, ended up losing. They did cover the spread, for what it's worth, uh, for those people who care about such matters. Um, I would say, Gavin, the best game, and it says West Coast bias, but... USC, Oregon. USC, Oregon, yeah, it's that or um, Michigan versus Florida State. Yeah, that'll be good, too. I think Michigan walks away with that one. Um, I don't think Creighton can Ooh, hang I think we're head-to-head. Head. I, I like FSU on that a little bit. Ooh, okay. Um, uh, but, like, yeah, it's like Alabama-UCLA. UCLA is a bit of a blue blood, and I don't know. Maybe we need to define the blue bloods, right? Kentucky, 
Duke and North Carolina are the three biggest. But I think they're like the requisite for a blue blood is like multiple championships, meaning like three. And then you have to have been relevant for more than 20 years. So Gonzaga, sorry, you're not in the mix. And you don't even have the titles to back it up. People want to toss Villanova in there. They're not. I don't think. They have two titles in the last five years. But they did get one in 85. So they're close, but they're not a blue blood. UCLA, which your grandfather knows about their basketball, your dad knows about their basketball. Like, come on. It's UCLA. They're in there. Indiana, which is looking for a coach, is in there. I had Fran Fraschilla come on my podcast. Fran Fraschilla, the uh, great college basketball announcer, knows the NBA draft as well as anybody. He thinks they're going to give it to Scott Drew of Baylor. Lee, Scott Drew would then have to leave Baylor where he's done some damn good things. They were undefeated 18-0 uh, until the COVID hit and kind of wrecked their season. But they, I think I have them still in the championship in some of my brackets. Um, you know, does, does Scott Drew go to Indiana? Indiana's a blue blood, but it's down. I don't know. I, I like the games today, but, I mean, Loyola, Oregon State. Think about this. Oregon State was not going to make the tournament until they made a run in the Pac-12. They've been incredibly fortunate with their draw. They played some young teams. They have a lot of uh, veteran kids and a good coach. Um, like, watching them against Loyola is not like a game where it's like, okay, circle it on the calendar, uh, put my phone on silent, got to watch this. Like, that's that's not even close to happening. Uh, I, you know, I feel bad for the NCAA tournament, but... That's kind of where we are. Like, the games are not that attractive this weekend. I- I'm kind of into the rock fight that will be Syracuse-Houston and uh, Creighton-Gonzaga. I think it's going to be closer than the experts think. I took the points with Creighton for what it's worth. We'll do more on the tournament later. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. She knows much about the Miami Heat. Amber Wilson, 790, the ticket in Miami. Amber, how are you this morning? I'm great, Jason. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. And, uh, you know, the Miami Heat were big, big winners at the NBA trade deadline. And a lot of people are saying, oh, Victor Oladipo, he's been hurt for like, I don't know, the last three years, basically. Why are the Heat winners? What what does Victor have left in the tank? Amber, can you help explain why, why the Heat did such a good job at the trade deadline? Well, they did such a great job because I think that they were, of course, pursuing Kyle Lowry. That's what it looked like with the reports. But they pivoted at the last second, and they turned their attention back to Oladipo. We know that Oladipo has wanted to be in Miami for a long time. He was flirting with us in the bubble blatantly last season. So that rumor has been out there forever, and it's uh, the worst-kept secret in the NBA. And I think you'll like that if you're the Miami Heat because you know he wants to be here. And this gives you an opportunity because you didn't really have to trade much away for him at all. I mean, you gave away, what, Avery Bradley? He hardly ever played for the Heat anyways. And Kelly Olenek, you get Victor Oladipo. I don't know what he has left in the tank. He's only 28 years old, though, don't forget, Jason. We act like he's old. You know, he's only 28. (laughs) Obviously, he's had some issues coming off of that quad injury. But what this does for the Heat, you don't give much in return, and you get him for a three-month evaluation period. I think that's what's so great about what the Heat did because we knew he wanted to be here. So he, his sights were going to be set on the Heat and free agency, but because you don't know what you have left with Victor Oladipo, but maybe you can return him to greatness, you get three months here to evaluate him without much of a price tag and then decide in the offseason if you want to pay him. Yeah, I, I also love the fact that they did not part with any of the young core, Amber. 
Duncan Robinson, still in Miami. Tyler Hero, still in Miami. Kendrick Nunn. Like, when you can keep your young guys, you don't have to give up any good first-round picks. They can still make a move, Amber. That's what I think a lot of people don't get. Like, if in the offseason, Pat Riley wants to go for, say, Carl Anthony Towns because he's unhappy. Or Bradley Beal says, get me the hell out of Washington. Miami is right there with the young guys and the picks, right? Absolutely. They're in that position. I mean, I don't know if they're going to bother to pay Duncan in the offseason. He's a restricted free agent this summer, and I think he's going to command like $15 million a year. Same with Kendrick Nunn. I mean, I think you're going to get $10 million a year for Kendrick Nunn. I don't know if Miami's going to keep those guys around in the offseason, but I also understand why Toronto in a Lowry trade wasn't maybe interested in those guys because what's the point if yeah. you're going to have to pay them? And that didn't seem to fit their MO leading up to the trade deadline. But the real key piece here is they weren't willing to give up Tyler Hero. And they weren't going to give up Tyler Hero for a 35-year-old Kyle Lowry, but you were absolutely right. Tyler Hero for Bradley Beal, I think that they do that. And obviously, it would take more than that to get that done. So they still have that chip if they ever want to use it. That's not a knock on Tyler Hero. The Heat are really high on Tyler Hero's future. He's only 21 years old. But with Pat Riley, everyone's on the table. I mean, sort of. You know, Jimmy and Bam and UD, everyone's on the table. Uh, Let me ask you, Amber, what what, what are your thoughts on Kyle Lowry? I don't know. I don't want to say he's overrated. He's one of the greatest players in Raptors history. But like you said, he's 35. Um, I I don't see the the fascination with him. Is I don't. Where where are you on Kyle Lowry? Is he like one of the ten best point guards in the NBA? I, I, you know, I've always actually liked Kyle Lowry more than most people. But the reception down here when all those rumors were circulating the last couple weeks was not such a kind one. I was a little surprised. He fans really didn't seem to want him. I think a lot of it's age, which is fair. He's had a heck of a career up there in Toronto, like you said, but. He's 35 years old, and he's going to command crazy money this summer. So we weren't super pumped about the idea of Kyle Lowry. I know he would have helped the team in the interim right now, but you would have had to pay him. I'm sure he would have wanted that assurance if he was coming down to Miami. So, you know, I'm kind of lukewarm on him, but more because of where he's at in his career. And I think he's still playing at a really high level for 35, but, I mean, unless it's LeBron James and somehow he's defeating Father Time or Tom Brady (laughs) 35 never sounds like a good thing to me. All right, before we get to the Dolphins, one quick last question. So the Heat advanced to the finals in the bubble. Really good run. And, you know, they come out a little slow, as did some of the final four bubble teams. I I am just curious, what's their ceiling this season? Everybody has the Nets penciled into the finals. Uh, the, The Sixers are good. The Celtics are always lurking. The Milwaukee Bucks maybe break through one year. Where are you on the Heat's chances in the East? Yeah, I don't know if the Celtics are always working this season, <laughs> but you might be right. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I think I'm concerned as a Heat fan, of course, because I think the 76ers got better and the Nets got better and the Bucks got better and, and the East kind of improved. And before the trade deadline, it felt like Miami was just rolling back out the same squad and there was all the concerns about whether they overperformed a bit in the bubble. They were a team that was uniquely built for a bubble environment, I mm-hmm. think, they're a largely a young team. You know, I think it's a little bit easier when some of the guys are on the younger side, you're away from your families forever. Not everybody on the Heat has kids, and not everybody on the Heat has wives. And so maybe mentally that was a little easier. All these guys get along really well. They're all really good friends. That also helps in a bubble type of environment. So there was that concern, and now after 24 losses, there's still been that concern down here. But also, I think what we saw last season is that they're a playoff kind of team. Mm. And they really stepped up when it mattered most 
we know what Jimmy can do. We know what Bam can do. Even Tyler looks like a totally different player in the playoffs. And so if you get that kind of production again, I think that they could still sneak their way through and really surprise people like they did last season. And, of course, if Victor Oladipo can look like Victor Oladipo of yesteryear, and by yesteryear, you know, what, two, three years ago, <laughs> then uh, obviously that would tremendously help as well. All right, we're talking with Amber Wilson, 790, the ticket in Miami. Amber, Miami Dolphins swing a big trade I would say the largest takeaway is Tua is the quarterback of the immediate future. This Deshaun Watson stuff appears to have evaporated in Miami given his potential legal entanglements. Where are you on on the status of Tua as the guy? This seems like a vote of confidence for him, right? Well, I think, like you mentioned, I think that it has a lot to do with what's happened also with Deshaun because I do think that that the Dolphins were in on trying to make a trade for Deshaun Watson, and that's why they were hanging on to that third pick. They pivoted in the last couple of weeks because, like you mentioned, all the stuff circulating Deshaun Watson right now. So why do they need the third pick? They're not going to take a quarterback. You know, Tua, there's still a lot of question marks around Tua. And some of it's fair. Some of it's a bit unfair. He had some games that impressed us. He had some games that we were really, really underwhelmed. The unfair portion is that he's constantly compared to Justin Herbert because that's the other guy the, golf, mm. the Dolphins could have taken with that fifth pick. And that's always going to happen. And that's not really fair because they're two totally different quarterbacks and they can both be great. They're not mutually exclusive. But that's what we do when we evaluate drafts. So with Tua, his rookie season wasn't nearly as impressive as Herbert's or even Burrow before Burrow's injury. And so there's a lot of question marks. And sure, you maybe trade a question mark, even if you took him at the top of the draft, for Deshaun Watson, for top five player in the league. But you don't trade or you don't get rid of a question mark to go then draft another question mark in this year's draft. So you don't need that third pick. And they did what when they were out on the Deshaun Watson race, at least seemingly so, in the immediacy, they did exactly what they should have done by trading back, by getting more draft stuff. And you mentioned, Jason, when you were setting up this question, that at least for right now, they're in on Tua. And that's what's so great about this plan, because yes, there's question marks around Tua. He could end up being awesome, but they get to evaluate him. They get to give him his time here. And then they still have the draft capital on the back end. They can still trade for another mm. quarterback. It, apparently, the team now in the NFL is that these generational quarterbacks are going to become available on the trade market. I guess that's the direction we're headed. So that's still possible. Or you could, in 2023, draft a quarterback at the top of the draft if you need to as well. So you can correct that situation if it doesn't work out. That's what's so great about this as yeah. a Dolphins fan. I, I am curious, though. This is a guy in um, Tua who was benched twice in games that Ryan Fitzpatrick came in. Now he doesn't have to look over his shoulder. I, I think Jacoby Brissett is the backup. I mean, he's not really a threat. Um, but what do you think they'll do at six in the draft? Do they get him a receiver? By the, so they traded back to 12, then I think back to what, six in the Eagles spot? Yeah. Okay. Where do you think they go there? Is it uh, best defender available? Do they go with another wide receiver? Yeah, it was a really confusing day yesterday trying to keep up with it all. It all happened all during my radio shoot, too, when I was on air. It was really confusing. But yes, right now they are at the sixth spot. Uh, six and 18 uh, in this draft. I do think that they take a pass catcher. Now, I don't know. They have Will Fuller. I don't know if it ends up being a traditional receiver. I'm really high on Kyle Pitts. I'm also, uh, to be fair here, a huge Gators fan, but I, that's not the only reason I'm high on Kyle Pitts. I think that, that he would be a good fit. He'll probably be available at six, but any of these guys might be available at six. I mean, I think we might be looking at a draft for the first four picks for a quarterback, so they might have their picks. I mean, they might even be able to draft Devontae Smith if they want to in terms of a pass catcher. So I would expect that they still go for that position to give Tua some weaponry around him at six. 
Okay. I think that makes sense, but uh, where, where are they in the division? Wrapping up here, uh, Amber, do you think they are definitely clear number two? Or, I don't know, Is it, are the, have the Patriots made so many moves that they are now number two in the division? We, all, uh, we would agree the Bills are tops, right? Yeah, the Bills are tops, and I don't know after that. I think it's a total toss-up. I have no idea how those Patriots moves are going to work out for them. I mean, it's a total diversion from what they typically do in the offseason. Don't really know what to make of any other team, frankly, in the division. I think that the Dolphins certainly have an opportunity here to be the second-best team in that division and compete with the Bills. Hopefully, they'll improve even off of last season. This was supposed to be a total rebuild. They overperformed in our book, frankly, this past season. Like, they're ahead of schedule here, Jason, a little bit. So, we were all kind of a little surprised at how well they did last season, frankly. And we'll see, because... A lot of it's going to come down to Tua, and I do think you're going to see him be a starter all season, and I don't think you're going to see him get benched. Mm, Okay. All right. Let's get a a prediction on the record, uh, Amber, for the Miami Dolphins. Now, we'll we'll go under 16 games, although we hear a 17th is likely coming. Let's just go to 16-game prediction for the Dolphins. Oh man! Oh, you're putting me on the spot. Um, You know, I I would be I would be still very satisfied with. If we were talking a 10-11 win season, Ooh. I think you'd still be okay as long as you felt like Tua showed you some stuff. So, I don't know, again, I'm not expecting them to go out and win a Super Bowl this season. I mean, heck, if they do, I will be thrilled. But uh, that's not really the goal here because, you know, they're still rebuilding. They're the youngest team in the NFL, and you uh-huh. can see that that's their MO, that they're going to continue to be a young team with all these draft picks that they're acquiring in 2022 and 2023. This is the process, this building process. So even if they go out, they you know win 10 games next season, I think if you saw what you wanted to see from Tua, you'd still be absolutely thrilled. I would prefer a 10-win season to make the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think 9-10 nice. I mean, remember the Jets, my Jets, are going to be a lot better. Uh, maybe five wins. Uh, yeah, all right, yeah. Am- Amber Wilson, <laughs> 790 the ticket. You can follow her on Twitter at AmberW790. All right, Amber, have a great weekend. Thanks, Jason. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me live. It's me, Jason McIntyre. Uh, live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. Gosh, it's it's just been a whirlwind four days. You got Thursday trade deadline, Friday NBA. I'm sorry, Friday NFL trades. Saturday Sweet Sixteen, Sunday Sweet Sixteen. Um, there is a, a pretty good women's college basketball game today. I know we don't really talk WNBA or women's college basketball tournament, but there's two of the best players in the country going at it, Connecticut and Iowa. I'm sure Iowa Sam will be glued to that one. I I, I would say the, the most underplayed story that I saw over these last couple days was what the heck is going on with the Lakers. And I know we are on in Los Angeles, um, and a lot of Lakers fans listen to this, and they're, okay, we got a win last night. Uh, I don't think you guys realize how bad this is. When we get where Anthony Davis are supposed to get word on what the heck's going on with him this weekend, I guess a second MRI or reevaluated, but it's looking like at least two more weeks without LeBron and AD. At least the schedule is brutal. And I said this on Cowherd Show yesterday. So the NBA loves to back end the schedule with great games. You can't front load it because, truth be told, November, December, everybody's watching football. 
college football, NFL. And they backload the schedule usually in starting like late February and then they skip March Madness and then like the end of March, April has a lot of great games for made for TV games because they're up against nothing. And the Lakers schedule is so difficult here the next three or four weeks that it is feasible that they, they won last night. If you look at their next 11 games, they could very well go two and nine. That would drop them down in the West because two and nine without LeBron and AD is realistic. Folks, Without LeBron and AD, they lose to four really good teams by a mile. They were never close. And even if AD's back, I just want to remind people, AD in New Orleans was not a lock to get to the playoffs. You still need that point guard to set it up, get everybody to the right spots. And, like, I mean, the Dennis Schroeder-AD combo is not scaring anybody in the West. And if you saw what the Denver Nuggets did at the deadline, holy cow, Aaron Gordon? I would argue, and I think pretty convincingly, that the Denver Nuggets have the best roster or rotation, whatever word you want to use, in the West. Murray, Jokic, and Gordon. What what big three is better in the West? I said West. I'm not talking East with the Nets. And their fourth best player is Michael Porter Jr., who was reportedly untouchable anytime anybody would ask. He might one day lead the league in scoring. I, I You know, we had Windhorst on here, I think right around uh, when NBA free agency was happening in, like, November. And he was like, they, they're not trading Porter for anything. And I was like, well, what's his ceiling? What is he going to be, Tracy McGrady? And Windhorst was like, you know, Tracy McGrady led the league in scoring. He's, I think, in the Hall of Fame. They're not trading him. So the Nuggets' fourth best player is Michael Porter Jr. Like, they've got depth. They have playoff battle-tested depth in Paul Millsap. I know he's never won anything, but he's a body. I like Monty Morris, the backup point guard. Like, they are a formidable team. And right now, you're talking about the Lakers' 35-year-old LeBron. I'm sorry, 36 and like Anthony Davis and LeBron, not 100%. Nuggets are legit, folks. Phoenix Suns are really good, too. But that big three, Aaron Gordon, I know he's never been an all-star. And Jason, you're living off where he was drafted and his uh, high school rivals ranking and all the damage he did at Arizona, although he never got to a Final Four. The guy's exactly what you need to defend Kawhi and Paul George and LeBron. You're not going to stop them or shut them down, but you'll at least slow them down or contain them so they don't go for 40 every night. And I'm just telling you, this Nuggets team is no pushover. We saw how they manhandled the Clippers after being down 3-1. And Jamal Murray can drop 40 or 50 at a moment's notice. And yes, I know they should have probably lost to the Jazz. They were down 3-1 in that series. And they were down 3-1 to the Clippers. But you've got to walk before you can run in the NBA playoffs. And I would say right now the Denver Nuggets are clearly jogging at a brisk pace. And we know the Lakers are running. Phoenix Suns, we got a lot of guys who've never been to the postseason. Clippers, I think we both agree they're frauds. Paper Tigers, they trade Lou Williams. Did you guys see Lou Williams nearly retired when he was traded? He was like, I don't need this crap. Oh, wait, I'm going to Atlanta? Where I'm like a king in the strip clubs? And everybody loves me? Okay, I'll do Atlanta, yeah. How about that defensive backcourt, Gavin? Trey Young and Lou Williams. First round exit. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) 
Clippers are frauds, folks. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome back, everybody. It's me, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-88-FARMERS to switch, and you could save an average of $470 on auto insurance. There's a lot of money for a quick phone call, don't you think? Average nationwide annual savings survey data, July to December 2020. We are farmers. Hour number two, we welcome in my main man, Iowa Sam. He's wearing an Iowa shirt. I have to just off the top make sure he is okay. Iowa Sam, are you all right? I hope he's okay. I, he, you know, he's Iowa's biggest fan. 
College football season went great for him. And then all of a sudden, the Hawkeyes are rolling in college basketball. And they go down in the second round to Oregon, as I predicted. I bet on Oregon. And, uh, you know, I, I hope Iowa Sam's doing all right. He's a little rattled. But we'll, we'll catch up on that later. We, we do have a guest coming in. Yes, we have a guest, our man, our, my main man. Um, you know him. He's been in the studio, okay? He's been on TV, radio, podcasts. He does Top Shot. He's like everywhere, man. His name is Preston Johnson, a.k.a. The Sports Cheetah. How are you, Preston? How's it going? Good morning. Yeah, we had to. Get, I had to get you before your girls' uh, or, or son's soccer game. I know you got the little kids <laughs> on the weekends, but we, we, did, we need to do some gambling. Where are you big on the Sweet 16? I know you have your I'm not gambling because of weight loss or whatever. But I know you love to look at lines all the time because, you know, truth be told, I had Maryland against Alabama. And he told me, uh-oh, Alabama just got hit. And you look at the line, it goes what, what from like four and a half to six. And yeah. I just knew at that point, okay, Maryland's dead. It's over. Um, let's just start with this. Has any anything been hit hard in the Sweet 16? Uh, a few totals have moved quite a bit. Like like Villanova, Baylor, the early, early opener in the market was like 133 and a half. You know, that's up to 142. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Preston, yeah. a nine-point move on the total? Yeah, from the like from the opener, opener. But like, I, it still moved, I think, you know, once it kind of settled in right away early, it was 136, 137. So even from there, it's moved, you know, five, six points. So, yeah, very big move. I'm, I'm not sure I agree with it now to this point. If anything, I would look under. I think it's kind of a too big of a reaction. I think Villanova, Jared will have a decent game plan. And they're going to try to slow the game down, make Baylor as uncomfortable as possible. And ultimately, if there's you know a team they're going up against so far this year that is going to make the loss of Connor Gillespie hurt, uh, Con Gillespie is going to it's going to be this one against Baylor. So I'm not sure Villanova gets a ton of points themselves. Uh, so I lean under now, but yeah, that's that's probably the biggest move of the week. So uh, can I express my surprise at Oral Roberts being eleven and a half? I I don't know why that's not bigger. And I know they played earlier this year. I know the history of double digit seeds. In the Sweet 16, I've seen all that trend stuff. I, I just, with five days off to think about where you are, Oral Roberts, and, you know, I get the coaching edge in Arkansas. I The best player on the floor is Moody. I, I You know, I, I realize that the, the the point guard is a scoring machine for Oral Roberts. Or 11 and a half feels light, doesn't it? And I've seen public is hammering Oral Roberts as, like, the second best play of the weekend, right? Wow. And I hadn't actually seen, like, the public – splits on percentages uh I'll, I'll say this if there's there's one kind of theme in the sweet 16 a lot of the time and i think especially this year because we saw so many upsets early on it's that the market is shaded towards those teams that are pulling off the upsets right and kind of accounting for the recency because that's what most people like to bet and they like the underdog story and oral roberts my personal projections the biggest discrepancy in a side right now is this Arkansas or Roberts game, meaning I think Arkansas should be more like a 13 and a half point favorite. And I think it's basically 11 and a half now yeah. across the board. So that's a bettable discrepancy. I think Arkansas is the right side and people have brought up, Oh, they played earlier this year. If you look at that game, I think it's really interesting. Arkansas actually fell behind by 10 points early. And then they ended up coming back and winning by exactly 11, which is kind of where the spread had been most of the day. I know it's 11 and a half now, most spots, but uh, most of the week, I should say. Um, if you look at that game, look, Arkansas shot four of 24 from three. They went down 10 early, and they still won that game by 11. Yeah. And so I, I think and they got better down the stretch of the season, obviously, through the SEC play. And I think there's just another level of upside in the ceiling to Arkansas now this time around. 
than when they played last time. And so I know people are going to point to or Roberts hanging in and, you know, even leading at some point, Arkansas always starts slow. It could be the case again, but, you know, I think this is a few points low. Yeah, great live betting opportunity, right? If Oral Roberts goes up 11-4, sure. to four, yeah. you just hammer Arkansas. So according to BetMGM, Oral Roberts, 74% of the public is on Oral, 73% on Baylor, and then 60% on Syracuse. I, I, I got to say, I'm surprised at this. You know, the public sees the upsets, right? And everybody's like, oh, upsets, upsets. Let me back the underdogs. Underdogs are hitting at 55% or whatever the number is. And they just jump on chasing a trend. And isn't that the dumbest thing you can do? Usually it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll say that Syracuse makes sense because, right, everyone sees them like every other year making a run as a low seed with the 2 3 zone. And then they saw Houston that probably should have lost to Rutgers last yep. game. They were up nine or 10 late. And then they go on a huge run. Houston barely escaped. So no one wants to bet Houston against the Syracuse gone to 2-3 zone. I'll, I'll say I passed completely on that game. I thought it was lined pretty fairly, but to see most of the action on Syracuse, not surprising at all. Uh, just the last one, Creighton-Gonzaga. I'm sure you were on Oklahoma against Gonzaga. Everybody seemed to like Oklahoma. You guys got job there in the final two minutes. I I think I haven't heard one person say Creighton can hang with them. I, I, I took the 13 and a half. Wow, interesting. Tell me why. Tell me why. Okay, so I I watched that UCSB-Creighton game. Obviously, I was invested Uh in UCSB. They should have won that. However, I was impressed with Creighton's players. They've got guys who can go one-on-one. The point guard, Zagorowski's really good. The big kid, Bishop. They've got a couple wings that are active. And if they can get tempo, man, these guys can make a lot of threes. We saw them destroy Ohio. It was never close. There's a confidence level with this team. And I looked at that Oklahoma team. Uh, Gonzaga's defense is gr- is highly rated. I think they're seventh in Ken Palm, but that div- that conference was a joke. Preston, that conference was so bad this year, and the way Oklahoma was able to move it on Gonzaga, I I, I kind of like Creighton here, getting thirteen okay. and a half. Not not to win, obviously. Okay, a couple of things. For one, Ken Palm adjusts his defensive efficiencies for competition, okay. so theoretically, that's you throw that out the window. Maybe he's over adjusting though because it is West Coast Conference and. His numbers on the Big Ten were probably too high entering the tournament. I mean, there's some arguments that could be made, but uh, ultimately he is trying to adjust for that fact. I'll, I'll say this: Who was it? Was it is Reeves the name of the Oklahoma kid? Yeah, he's guy? nice. Yeah, he, he just didn't he didn't miss in that game. And Gonzaga went down, I think eight right away in the game, and you know they still won by 16. So uh, I mean, I feel like Creighton has to have a performance similar to that just to kind of hang around because no one's stopping Gonzaga in the end. Uh, and I, I heard someone kind of put it this way, and I thought it was a pretty good comparison. I can't credit them because I don't remember who it was this week. But he called Creighton kind of just Gonzaga light. And a lot of times when you have mismatches or you have an advantage in one facet of the game uh, because you play differently than a team like Gonzaga, who's a big favorite, you can try to you know maximize that advantage or that edge. And ultimately when it's a similar type of team playing a similar type of game, but it's just a lot worse at it in every <laughs> facet, it's hard to it's hard to really pull an upset off. And that's kind of where Creighton's at, where they play similar style to Gonzaga. They're just not nearly as talented or as good at doing it. Yeah. And so that's kind of I guess the worry ultimately. I mean, there's still a team that you talked about their last two games. Three games ago, didn't they lose to uh, by 50, I think, Georgetown yeah. by a hundred? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's 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 dangerous. Uh, I I would stay away though. I think 13 is right where my fair line is. So if you got 13 and a half, I guess I would semi lean your direction barely, but not enough for a real bet. All right, I know you're a big NBA guy. Not just gambling. You like devour the NBA. I yeah. am really curious as to where you are on Kyle Lowry. This. Uh, this hype over Kyle Lowry, like he was going to completely change so many teams if a 35-year-old point guard got there. I know he's a good defender. Mm. 
I know he's a veteran leader and a voice in the locker room. But Preston, on some level, Kyle Lowry was basically thought of before Kawhi Leonard got there as, oh, good regular season player, and in the playoffs he just soils himself. He vomits yeah. all over himself in the postseason. At one point in one series where they got swept, I think he was benched halfway through it because he was playing so badly. Him and DeRozan, all they would do is choke. Then he gets Kawhi Leonard, and they win a title. The entire Warriors team is injured, and it's like, Kyle Lowry, oh my gosh, he's amazing. Like, it's pretty clear the Heat were not willing to give up anything for him. The Sixers, Daryl Morey, no, we're not doing it. Like, I don't know. Where are you on Kyle Lowry? Would he have changed uh, so much if he got traded somewhere? So I, I'm not sure if this has been like confirmed 100% publicly. I have on good authority. It, it came down to ultimately if the Heat wanted to give up Hero, it was a done deal. If the Lakers wanted to give up Taylor Horton Tucker, it was a done deal. And neither wanted to give up that. So I think in some respects, what you're getting at is probably true. No one really thought it was worth giving up THT or Hero or a couple picks in Maxi and Thibel in the Sixers case for half a season of Lowry. And he's an unrestricted free agent. Yeah. He can go wherever he wants after that. I will say this, you know, you know me, I'm generally analytically driven. Like I don't really care about a lot of stuff, but like all the extra stuff off the court or, 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 you know, I test stuff. One thing that's always intrigued me. Do you remember the first time in the NBA all-star game, they did the Elam ending. It would have been last year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And down the stretch, it was, it was awesome because it was a close game. And each, and this is in an era now for all-star games where LeBron and Katie or whoever it is are drafting their own teams. Oh. And down the, down the stretch of that game, Kyle Lowry was one of the 10 guys on the floor mm-hmm. with, with the guys that are most respected in the league playing with each other. These are the best 10 in the world. Like we need to win this end of this. Cause there was a charity component. I think a hundred thousand right. for each player to go. So charity, like they were really, really trying. And Lowry was playing actually really, really well. But aside from the fact he was playing well, the fact that LeBron and company and everyone on those teams considered Lowry a top 10 player in the league. I've always, I gained a lot of respect for him kind of through the eyes of these top tier players that he was on the floor. Like Chris Paul was also on the floor during that time. And, and I thought that it was a, just an interesting note, but no, if you look at his numbers this year, they've completely dropped off like impact offensive defensive side. Part of that has to do with they lost both of their centers in a mm-hmm. boxing this hole, right? Like I mean, the team's just not as good. So that's part of it. But if he went to a team like a, a semi-contender, I think he would still make a difference. I don't know if he would move a needle enough for, say, the Sixers to you know, beat the Nets in a series ultimately. But it would be – I think I think it would have been closer for sure. So huh. uh, I'm probably somewhere in the middle between where you're at and then kind of where you know, people thought he could make a difference. Okay, true or false, Denver Nuggets have the best depth chart in the Western Conference. Uh, extremely false. Oh, false! Wow. Okay. We're, we're, why not? You don't like the Aaron Gordon? <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's fine. I mean, there might be some untapped Aaron Gordon potential because he's been stuck in Orlando for yes, seven years. Yes. His offensive impact, like going and playing with someone like Jokic, who's one of the best, you know, distributors and passers in the history of the game, let alone for a big guy, just in general. Uh, even Jamal Murray's probably the second best playmaker Aaron Gordon's ever played. But so I'll give you that. Like, there's some upside there on that side of things. But when you look at like like do you know who played off the bench yesterday against the Pelicans for the for the Nuggets? Uh, well, I think they're a little short, aren't they? But to tell me who was. <laughs> well, they tra- well they just traded a couple of their guys right. that would potentially be bench players. But it's like PJ Dozier. He's uh, not a, a bad player. Last, he, he's their sixth man right now. Yeah, and, and and now and Paul Millsap will probably be coming off the bench when Aaron Gordon yeah. uh, eventually is playing. But then they have Compazzo, the guy kid from Argentina. Love that guy. They have some guy named Nanji, I think N A N J I. Don't know. And 
they traded RJ Hampton away, who'd been playing minutes, who yeah. maybe will be good in the down the road. But they're they're far from depth, in my opinion. Do they have one of the best starting fives, one through five? Maybe you could make that argument. It's closer. But a six through X, right, where you need to have a few guys in the playoffs that can't just get destroyed. Well, I, uh, come on, I know you're. I know you're a Monty Morris guy. Everybody loves Monty Morris, and and Dozier was pretty good in that Lakers series in small doses. Uh, maybe he's ready to make the leap. I mean, I don't think they're going to start Michael Porter Jr. Are they? Yeah, I think they will. Oh. Yeah, he's their third best scorer. He's been averaging like twenty five a game for well, that, that's the thing. games in a row. Preston Murray, Jokic, Gordon, and Porter. That's incredible. Maybe, but also, but if if you have to rely on Morris and Dozier still for forty minutes of the game, hmm. you're just going to get beat in the playoffs. I don't know. I don't think they have enough yet, but okay. I, I I do respect that they made a move and are trying, right? And they see they sense the opening because LeBron and AD are both hurt. Maybe there's a chance, there's an opportunity, but yeah, uh, I, yeah it's not, not it's nothing that's going to I think eventually move. All right, true or false? The Clippers are complete frauds, and they could lose in the first round. I mean. Okay, it's possible, yeah. So I guess I have to say true. Yeah, it's definitely possible. You know, I don't really deal in uncertainties or certainties. But they're better than they were last season, and offensively especially. And, you know, reports were that the bubble really kind of messed them up. And I think I'm not going to just say that because they got beat by Denver when they were up 3-1 in the series and up, you know, 17 or whatever it was at halftime before choking away. Like, they easily could have won that series and gone on and, you know, just played the Lakers, and no one's even talking about it because, oh, well, they lost to the eventual champion in the Western Conference. It's probably the way they lost, right? Up 3-1, leading every game at halftime. And then I know you're analytically driven, but at what point, Preston, do you say, man, this team has a leadership issue? No, Who is the guy in the huddle like you said, Kyle Lowry's on the court at the end for the Elam ending. Who's the guy on the Clippers to speak up and say, come on, you know, you messed up. We got to get this right. We know it's like a LeBron. We know it's like the big dogs do that. Okay. I don't know who does that on the Clippers. It, hopefully it's Kawhi Leonard because he doesn't speak really at all. He ever. doesn't. And, That's, he, and, he, once, and once he does, then it's like, oh, okay. But, 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 we, but we he's never up. done that in his career. Yeah. It's fair. I it was mean, Lowry, wasn't it, in Toronto? Yeah. No, I, I think Lowry was had – it was kind of like a, a combo force there where Kawhi was the guy who just got the job done, but Lowry was vocal about it. No, right. I, I agree. It kind of needs to be, I guess, like what, Patrick Beverly, but oh, he's not nearly as good, but yeah. he can be the voice, I guess. So is it Rondo? Is that why they got Rondo? To get some veteran uh, leadership in the huddle, playoff oh, Rondo. It's a real thing. It kind of is, which I never would have admitted a couple of years ago, but just every playoffs, Rondo's so much better than the regular season. I think he definitely adds the IQ element of just how they're going to prepare from a game-to-game basis strategically in a series, almost on a coaching level. I heard a podcast recently where they were really dissecting what Rondo does with every player and, and the value he can add there. And so, uh, you know, Lou Williams, it kind of – he didn't necessarily drop off a ton, but uh, he wasn't getting yeah. uh, as much run. And, you know, they were trusting – they paid Luke Kennard and they were playing Reggie Jackson more frequently than Williams anyway. And so I know a lot of people think, why did they do that trade? But Lou Williams wasn't really a part of their future. And even this season, his minutes had gone down quite a bit. All right, real, real quick. Uh, I, I, I touted the Celtics to you about a month ago as a buy low. And you were like, ooh, interesting. And mm-hmm. now they have everybody healthy and it's still like uh, sputtering. Do you did you like the move for Fournier and this? Can the Celtics still make noise in the East? I think so. I love the move with Fournier. I think it's possible that the uh, Celtics in the East can can do something. My my worry is so they traded Daniel Tice. That, that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Why, why did they do that? To you get under the cap, get under the luxury, the luxury right? tax. Yeah. 
so their big man they're relying on now is Robert Williams, who's young and like, can you? I, he's just going to get picked. He doesn't know where to rotate in the playoff series. <laughs> but he's just going to get picked on. Grant Williams is playing backup, or Mo Wagner they got in the deal is. I mean, he might end up being okay. He can space. I, my worry is that I think if they had kept Tice, but then also got Fournier in there, then they have you know they're a little deeper than they were. And Fournier solved some of the issues offensively when, you know, they need some guard play that can distribute kind of some of the stuff that they lost with Gordon Hayward. So uh, I'm, I'm a little perplexed by the Daniel Tice move, but I, I appreciated the Fournier addition and he'll help their, their shooting and, and offense in general. All right. He's Preston Johnson, a.k.a. the Sports Cheetah. Keep up the good work, Preston. Thanks for your time. Yeah, man. Take care. All right. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. 
Good stuff from Preston Johnson. I, I, I'm stunned he doesn't like the Denver Nuggets. It's me, Jason McIntyre, live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-88-FARMERS to switch and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. So, this is something, uh, I don't know. I, I, was, I was stunned at this. I'm surprised this is going to sound very weird when I tell you this. So, I, my first newspaper job was in uh, Bergen County, New Jersey. And the biggest name in that county, or town right, it's like a bedroom community right outside New York City. And a lot of, like, you know, wealthy folks who work in the city live in Bergen County right outside the city. Um, the biggest, one of the biggest names when I was there was obviously Phil Sims, the announcer for CBS. His kid, Chris Sims, is from that area. And Chris Sims, as you know, he was a college quarterback at, I think it was Texas. And I don't think he got a, I don't know if he was in the NFL. He might have been. But now he's like a media guy. Oh, he was in the NFL with the Bucks. Yes. He play? Yeah, he was quarterback for the Buccaneers. Wow, how did I not know? He was primarily a backup. Okay. So now he's a media guy. And he is pushing this silly narrative since the Jimmy G trade that, oh, Kyle Shanahan, he wants Mac Jones. That's his guy. Like, what the hell? Mac Jones? What are you talking about? Comedy. Get out of here. So Gavin, during the last break, is like, yo, Chris Sims is tight with Kyle Shanahan. And, of course, I look up from texting someone. What? This is a story. This is a true, a real story. I can't believe Gavin found this. This is why he's such a, so good at his damn job. And I keep closing the stupid window. So Kyle Shanahan was a wide receiver at Texas when Chris Sims was a quarterback. And they were so close that they got each other's initials tattooed on their body. Now, I'm not going to I'm not going <laughs> to speculate as to why two dudes would do that, but they were good buddies. And I guess um who who was the one that was mortified when this came out? According to this is in the San Jose Mercury News. Um Kyle Shanahan was more than willing to tell that story and I guess Phil Sims was embarrassed for his son Chris Sims getting the tattoo initials of a of his buddy tattooed. So this week when Chris Sims is pushing this Mac Jones idea, one of two things could be a play. One is he knows this is who his buddy wants, who's going to fit his system. He's going to draft him. Okay, but if he's his buddy, why on earth would he be selling out the idea of who his buddy wants to draft? Or is he doing misdirection for his good pal, good pal Kyle Shanahan, and saying, oh, Mac Jones is who he wants. Mac Jones is who he wants to keep the attention from who he really wants, which is obviously Justin Fields or Trey Lance. I don't, where do you fall, Gavin? It's early in the process. I tend to agree with you there. I, I feel like if Mac Jones was your guy, he would have been there at 12. So 100%. Why, you don't give up three first-round picks for Mac Jones. Especially with Kyle Shanahan, he needs a guy that can move. Uh, you know, no, yeah, Kyle Shanahan did turn Matt Ryan into an MVP. True Mac story. Jones is definitely comparable to Matt Ryan, but um, yeah, the 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 trade would make no sense if Mac was their guy. Now, 
I guess uh, pro football talk, uh, Mike Florio saw the, the tweet we put out about why Jimmy G's going to actually stay in San Francisco for a year. And Mike Florio, you know, without mentioning this show, says, oh, they gave up two ones and a third round pick. And they swapped positions for one. So technically somebody might call three ones. They will not be sitting behind Jimmy G for a year. Well, the Kansas City Chiefs moved up. Now, I don't have what they traded in front of me to get Mahomes. And they sat Patrick Mahomes for a year. I don't know. Like, I like Justin Fields a lot. I like Trey Lance. Trey Lance is 20 years old. He's only going to be 20 when the draft happens. The Bills had the 10th pick in that draft. Okay. They made a trade with the Chiefs, including Kansas City's 27th pick, 2017 third-round pick, and 2018 first-round pick. So they gave up less than the Niners To did. get to 10. Well, yeah. to get up to three, you had, yeah. Huh. The thing is, is to me, it always did seem, you know, yesterday, I say always, but it seems like a lot to give up for the third choice in a draft. You know, essentially, you're most likely getting the third pick at quarterback. Now, last year, the third quarterback taken, Justin Herbert, was probably the best quarterback of that draft, so that could happen. But Trevor Lawrence is gone. We, we all but think that Zach Wilson is also going to be gone. So the draft essentially starts at three. Is Mac Jones really worth that price tag? No way. I mean, uh, listen, two months ago, we were talking about Mac Jones as maybe landing at the Patriots, Gavin, at 15. Okay? And now it's like, he's not going to be there at 12. He's not going to be there at six. We've got to get him at three? Are you kidding me? Now, uh, uh, here's the only argument for Mac Jones. Let me just quickly look at his age. Mac Jones has sat in Alabama for many years. Because remember, he sat behind, uh, who was it? Jalen Hurts, right? And then Jalen Hurts and then Tua. And then now Mac Jones finally gets to start. Mac Jones, he'll be 23 years old on week one. So he turns 23 February 5th. So he's got over, I don't know about over a year. But he's got at least two years on Trey Lance, and I think he has one year on Justin Fields. But Fields has 22 college starts under his belt. And he played almost every game uh, in his first year at Georgia. So Fields has way more experience than Mac Jones. But you could say Mac Jones was in the quarterback room with um, all all these superstars. Well, the comparison, I guess, damn. I'm starting to talk myself into Mac Jones. Listen to what I'm about to say, Gavin. It just hit me. <laughs> Joe Burrow sat in the quarterback room at Ohio State. Remember, buried behind Dwayne Haskins and whoever else. Transfers, starts for a year, eh, at LSU, and then playing with superstars, jumped to light speed, Joe Burrow, number one pick. Mac Jones sits, sits. Starts with Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, Najee Harris. Boom, jump to light speed, superstar. Damn. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, come on. No, Devontae Smith came out and said he would take Mac Jones over Tua. That came out a couple That's months right. ago. Um, there, there are a lot of people out there selling the Mac Jones hype. I just, I worry when a guy has that much talent around him 
and he's never really had to face adversity. I mean, he was always in a clean pocket. So the problem is we said this about Joe Burrow. And I'm with you. I I, 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 I never thought anything of Mac Jones. And, and then he was killing. All right, I'm going to have to let this marinate. Damn it. This is, this is concerning. You're hearing real-time authenticity as I... Has the Mac Jones eye test, when you watch him, have you ever looked at him? But that's the thing. He had a good playoff game. The one against, was it Notre Dame or the second game? It was, I think it was the Notre Dame game. Notre Dame, Notre Dame they crushed, right? But for whatever reason, he was really efficient. And Notre Dame had, I think, at least one first round draft pick uh, at outside linebacker. I'm going to need to go back and watch some more Mac Jones. Damn it. This is troubling. All right. Coming up next, probably more NFL. Yeah, I think we're going to stick with this. And Iowa Sam, who watches a lot of college football, he can chime in on this Mac Jones hype. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Because he knows he knows football. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre, chewing a pocky stick live from the Farmer's Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-88-FARMERS and you can save a whole lot on something, of something, on auto insurance. So I'm looking this up. Patrick Mahomes is now 25. Elementary math tells me he was 21. No, 22. Damn it. He was drafted in 2017, April. So he was not yet 22. He was 21 when the Chiefs drafted him. And they sat him for a year. I'm looking at Trey Lance right now, 20. Fields just turned 22 this month. I think they could sit Jimmy. I think they could draft a quarterback and have him sit while Jimmy G. Because the Shanahan system is difficult, is it not? Yeah, it's very complex. That's actually been one of the knocks on Fields is can he pick up this difficult system? Well, I mean, I don't know how the Shanahan system compares to the Reed system. But... I think Mahomes makes a lot of calls at the line of scrimmage, has to read the defense at audibles. I wouldn't compare guys to Patrick Mahomes. He's probably going to go down as the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. Right. But and, it, and the it, same, yeah. I, I think the, the question would be if you look back at him in the Big 12, it was just like, hey, get up to the line of scrimmage and let's chuck it and duck it. And that's why there was a steep learning curve. If you remember, RG3 came out as a rookie, there was a knock on him about that. His difference was he would just tuck and run. And he had some tremendous runs as a rookie. I remember famously, there's one that I was like, not really on board the RG3 hype train. And he threw a couple beautiful bombs. They had some good receivers. But he had a scramble against Minnesota, I think it was. And he went like 75 yards for the game-winning touchdown. And I was like, my gosh, this guy's like, not quite Mike Vick, but he's pretty awesome. And what happens? RG3 never could read defenses. And got injured, and that was a wrap. I mean, he was athletic, and he had a big arm. Like, Mahomes has, like, the total package. I mean, Justin Fields looks the part, does he not? Yeah, yeah, you can't watch him. He ran a 4-4-140 this weekend. I know, unreal. And and that's the thing is I think Kyle – see, I think he looked at McVay a lot. when McVay pulled Mm. the plug on Goff because – he realized there was a ceiling there. They weren't probably going to get back to another Super Bowl with Goff. And if they were, they weren't going to win it. Um, and Kyle went, well, I want to get my guy. 
everyone else is doing it. That his own div- look at his own division, the NFC West. The Arizona Cardinals did the same thing, getting rid of Josh Rosen. So Kyle wants a, an athletic quarterback. He hasn't had that yet, especially as a head coach. He hasn't had that with with Jimmy. Jimmy, you know, we we talked about it earlier. Was he really Kyle's guy? I don't think so. I mean, I think he was the best available. Best available, right? Yeah. So now he gets his pick of the litter. They they're going all in. This is a massive trade. Three first-round picks. I just don't see that being Mac Jones. And I personally don't see there being any scenario where Jimmy G is their starting quarterback next year. No. Okay. No. All right. So, Iowa Sam, you watched a lot of fields. I'm assuming Mac Jones, you know, was on TV every weekend because there was nobody good but Alabama. Is Mac Jones worth a top 10 pick? I agree with Gavin in the sense that he had a lot of help around him on the field, and he was coached by, what, a handful of former college football coaches? I mean, he's really probably maximized his potential at the college level. So I, I really don't know. I would say I would probably lean towards no, because he has had just an amazing – he's had amazing personnel around him. And you just don't know. In the NFL, there's just a lot more – there's just a lot more parity. And, and people are just – everyone's good at their job. So – then it's like it maybe it just cancels out those advantages. Okay. Could you sit Mac Jones for a year? The way I mean Jimmy G sat for how many years, Gavin? Like two, three in New yeah, England? Yeah, but but it wasn't as immediate then. Like it was they, a second round pick too, yeah. A little different. Yeah, I, I think the the formula nowadays, I mean uh, teams do not want to wait on their quarterback unless you're Anthony Lynn and you can't See how talented Herbert is. <laughs> okay, all right, hold on, hold on. I it. just thought of this. First of all, I don't think McVay got golf, right? I think it was Fisher who got golf, right? Because if yes, you remember, that is correct. Yeah, Jared Goff's first year, another guy didn't take any awful. snaps under center. I think he started zero and seven, like historically bad, and people were like, yeah. "This guy's a train wreck." Eli Manning came into the league, and I think they tried to start him, and they were like, "No, no, 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 he's not good enough." Let's do, it was like Kurt Warner in New York, like near the end of Kurt Warner. So the the idea of getting this quarterback high and sitting him for a little is not that crazy. It didn't used to be. I'm saying it's a very recent trend that guys really don't get held back for a year because of the advantage you have on that. The greatest trait that any of these rookie quarterbacks, including Trevor Lawrence, will have next year is their rookie contract. Yeah. It is the greatest Part of them. It's what's so great about Justin Herbert. And I don't see the Niners and 27 million that Jimmy is owed 26 this year. That's not a ton of money compared to these other quarterbacks, but it's still a lot more than so. If they can find a way to trade him, okay. Here's, I mean, here's another you one. Do it. So the Bears, oh, the Bears, they traded up for Trubisky. Everybody mocked them. I'm looking at Trubisky stats. He didn't start every game. I think Mike Glennon started the season as their quarterback. And then, remember they got Glennon in free agency. They started him. He was terrible. And then Trubisky started the rest of the way. The second season, Trubisky made the playoffs with the Bears. Now, a lot of that was the defense, Khalil Mack. But there is some precedent. Uh, are we sure uh, that Glennon started? I'm not 100%. I need, I need to check I'd the game I'd have to fact check that. But, um... I'll just check the box score from their first game against the Falcons. And survey says, yes, Mike Glennon started the opener. And then they went one and three, and then Trubisky comes in. So 
Goff did not start as a rookie. Trubisky didn't start. This is as recently as 2017. Mahomes didn't start. But in the last couple years, every rookie started. Like Trevor Lawrence, he's going to start. I mean, what was he, three-year starter at Clemson? Come on. Yeah, Um, but you're saying that Jimmy G will lead them to the playoffs, so he's going to sit the whole season, Fields or Lance, right? That's what your assumption hmm. is? I mean, that's the thing. That's a heavy price tag to pay. You're putting yourself in a worse draft position for the next year to build around a rookie quarterback. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. Um, all right, so this is this is good. Somebody listening to the show, I got to go back on Twitter and get his name. Just reminded me of another quarterback who sat, who was a drafted in the top six, and who sat down at the very beginning. Uh, who's this guy? Where, where's his name? A- Aksumuka, whatever. Uh, sorry, dude. Put your real name on there, damn it. Um, Justin Herbert of Gavin's Chargers. Drafted, was he fifth or sixth? He was the sixth pick. After Tua. Yeah. And this is a guy who started the last two years, and according to the stats, and again, you got to go through all the box scores to find out. Herbert looks like he started maybe eight games his first two years. So we're talking about a guy who started at least over 30 games as a college guy. And he was put as the backup to Tyrod Taylor. Okay, and then Tyrod Taylor has that issue with the uh, with the trainer punctured his lung or some, something, and Justin Herbert starts and looks great. So now we're building a case, folks, because so many people are like, Jimmy G, nah, come on, you're crazy, he's getting traded. Trubisky, drafted, did not start. Mahomes, drafted, did not start. Goff, drafted, did not start. Herbert, drafted, did not start. Who else we got? Who are we missing in the last four years? Top 10 pick, quarterback, drafted, did not start, and they I- sat him. I do think... Oh, Tua! Well, he was the injury kind of, right? Yeah, but my thought is that I just don't think Jimmy will start. I I think someone else will start. I think most teams don't throw a rookie out there in the first game of the season. Uh, Joe Burrow, when you're the number one pick, there's a little something different because it's so much equity. But um, with Herbert, we all thought middle of the season... Okay, go ahead. Baker Mayfield! He was a backup to Tyrod Taylor, remember? Yep. Okay, go Unfortunate. ahead. Unfortunate. No, I just, I, I would see it more likely that the Niners tried to trade and get somebody in return that could start or, or do something there. I just don't see them rolling out a $26 million quarterback and keeping him because then you have a backup that costs that much. Right. Okay. So now that, that's the part of this that makes it difficult. A lot, I haven't gone through who the starter was. Tyrod Taylor, cheap. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Cheap. I don't even remember who was starting in front of golf with the Rams, but he was obviously cheap and terrible. Now, Alex Smith was getting paid. Trubisky was a starter. Mike Glennon was like a $15 million a year guy. Everybody laughed at that deal. So, bridge quarterback, then you go to the guy you drafted. Case Whether, Keenum, I think, Case, was the it, other quarterback. I don't know if he was starting. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so, it's like bridge quarterback who's okay but a placeholder, then when your rookie's ready, you put him in, or injury happens. Garoppolo doesn't fit that, because if you pitched him to Denver or Carolina, who don't have quarterbacks, they would probably jump at Jimmy G. I don't know if, could you get a first for him? No, I don't think so. Okay. 
Who would you rather have? Because this is these are the two guys left. If it's down to Carolina and Denver, I don't have another team off the top of my head. Sam Darnold, who Cowherd is now going on social media pushing Sam Darnold to the Panthers. Cowherd looking for the best I, landing spot for his guy, Darnold. I think he's Sam's agent. <laughs> um, it's Sam Darnold or Jimmy Garoppolo. And if I'm the Jets drafting Zach Wilson second, he has been a multi-year starter at BYU. I'm starting Zach Wilson from day one. If those two were your other – so you're saying if the Jets try to trade Well, for- the other problem is if the Jets keep Darnold and start him, this would be a disaster. They have improved the team significantly at wide receiver. They got a good backup tight end. The offensive line has some continuity. The defense is going to be really good. They got two guys on the line, Lawson and Rankins, to join Quinn and Williams. Jets are not going to be a pushover like last year. What happens if they start 3-0 and with Sam Darnold and then Zach Wilson's your backup? That's a disaster. So you can't, if you're the Jets, start Darnold. Does it get tricky if Jimmy Garoppolo starts and you start 3-0 and and you drafted what's-his-face? I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of pressure on these quarterbacks. So the, whoever the Niners select, there is going to be a Because they're a ready-made team, right? Yeah. You go to the Super Bowl two years ago. And they just traded their future to go get him. All right, coming up, hour number three. We're going to do some more gambling at the top of the hour on the Sweet 16. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hour number three here on Fox Sports Radio, ladies and gentlemen. High noon on the East Coast, 9 a.m. out west. It's going to be a lovely day in Los Angeles. I am coming to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-88-FARMERS-TO-SWITCH, and you could save big on your auto insurance. It's really the best thing you could do with your phone in a few minutes. Call 1-88-FARMERS and start saving today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. All right. You know, we've done some Sweet 16. Obviously, the NBA trade deadline infringed on some college hoops, and, of course, the NFL trade. Trades, sorry, in the top 10 have been massive. But I do want to go back to college hoops. I love the tournament. Um, the Sweet 16 changes this year make it a little bit strange. I want to bring in Patrick Everson from Covers.com. He is in Vegas on the ground Good to talk about the tournament. Patrick, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Jason. How are you? I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I'm doing all right, thanks. Uh, you know, the first thing I noticed about this schedule, usually Sweet 16 is Thursday night, Friday night. And you get two games at once. Yeah. The schedule now is just like island game, island game. It's like, what? This stinks. I mean, or is it just me, like, thinking this stinks? Well, I think it kind of depends. I mean, we're all definitely used to that, you know, basically two games simultaneously, two games more simultaneously. It's When I looked at it, it was definitely a little weird for me as I was trying to map out my day. I'm like, goodness, these games can all finish before the next one starts. So... It's, it's definitely a lot different. I don't know that I necessarily like it, but I will say this. If the games, you know, as long as none of these games go to overtime, there's going to be opportunities between mm. games for people to get bets down where they normally could not get yeah. bets down. So, I hadn't thought of that gambling angle. Uh, the island no. game. Yeah. huh? Now, the, the, <laughs> con, the opposite is also true. If Oregon State falls behind 15 in the first half, I don't think a lot of people around the nation are going to sit inside on a Saturday afternoon and try to watch the Beavers come back against the Ramblers. You know, like that's a tough sell. Baylor Villanova is a better game. Arkansas, Oral Roberts, Saturday night is, I mean, that's a graveyard. Nobody's watching that game. Mm-hmm. No, it's, 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 it's definitely, I, I don't think overall from a, like you said, from a viewer perspective, ratings perspective, it's, it's, it, I don't think it'll have quite the same energy as when it's all basically kind of in prime time on the East Coast, leading into prime time on the West yeah. Coast on a Thursday night and a Friday night. So, but that's why you're no, here. I understand. The, the gambling angle. Everybody, everybody who is interested in this game will gamble on it. I think brackets are mostly <laughs> bl- blown to smithereens. You know, I guess Patrick will start here. I know the public can have their say and move some lines in the tournament. That being said. When I have looked around today, some of the public teams here are surprising. It looks to me like 
All three double-digit seeds are getting public money. Oregon State, Oral Roberts, and Syracuse. Public dogs scare me in the NFL. They definitely scare me here. What are you seeing, Patrick? That's that you're what you're seeing is exactly correct. I've I've gone back and forth with three different sports books today, and at all three of them, it's Oregon State getting the bulk of tickets and money. It is Syracuse getting the bulk of tickets and money, and it is definitely Oral Roberts getting the bulk of tickets and money. I think Oral Roberts is probably uh, slightly more than the other two. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely interesting. I, I was talking about this with Scott Shelton late last night at BetMGM, and, uh, and he said, uh, you know, Oral Roberts is a, definitely a public dog big time against Arkansas, but that line has gone the other way. It's gone from Arkansas 10.5 out to 11.5, which is always interesting when the, uh, when the, when the numbers move in opposite the, the money and tickets. And he, he indicated definitely that Syracuse, was a pub was a was a public dog said another massive he, he described it as another massive public dog today Oof. on Syrac- on Syracuse uh, against Houston uh, with tickets three to one and and uh, uh, Syracuse money running uh, but but they they've got a, a bit of a skewing at BetMGM but this isn't the case at most books BetMGM BetMGM Nevada I should preface that BetMGM mm-hmm. Nevada's got a large bet on Houston like one hundred forty thousand on Houston minus six. And that's totally skewing the money, but the tickets are three to one Syracuse. Wow. And then on and then on that on that first game, Oregon uh, Oregon State Illinois, it's, uh, uh, the, definitely the ticket count is running in favor of Oregon State. That's crazy. So now to the casual gambler out there, you know we're on in I think all fifty states on Saturday mornings. You know they might not know what this means a public dog. Can you kind of break that down real quick for them? Sure, absolutely. So the overwhelming majority of betters are like me and I'll, I'll venture to say probably a little bit like you. I mean, sure. We, we, we follow, we get a lot of information. We follow a lot, but I mean, I bet more to have fun. Most people are betting as a form of entertainment. They're not doing these huge, deep analytical dives. They're the average person who enjoys from the palm of their hand, having their mobile app or getting out to Vegas during March madness and just making their bets and having fun with their buddies and so forth. Uh, that's you know ninety ninety five percent maybe more of all betters are right. just skin in, in the this, game, skin in the game, yeah. having some fun with it. And that's not to say that they're uninformed or anything. I mean, in this day and age, it's so easy to get information. But generally speaking, that is that is the overwhelming majority of people who bet. Me and you, the average guy, is just having fun and having skin in the game. So a public dog is when there's over you know the overwhelming number of people like me and many you know the huge percentage of others who are taking the underdog in a game and uh, whether it's against the spread or, or even on the money line. And so in this case, that's what's happening. And, and since the overwhelming number of betters are ostensibly public betters, you know, when they're all on one side, you're going to be able to tell when they're all on one side or when the majority is on one side, Yeah. you know, if there's a lot, if there's a lot of tickets and a lot of money running to one team, which you know, you know, which in a lot of cases in the NCAA tournament there have been. That's that's how you can basically identify the public side. And in this case, the public side is is underdog on three of the four games today. And is I'm assuming you know it's not like the public is going to Vegas midweek to bet this, but there was a lot of people that descended on Vegas last weekend for the opening round. I am just curious, how was the vibe this year compared to years past? Um, I, I did I heard some friends going out, but. It doesn't seem like it was quite the um, 
bacchanal that it's uh, usually. <laughs> That's such a great way to describe it. Oh, my gosh. Having been through this so many years out here. It, and, and that's correct. That's correct. Look, first off, we'd only just, just a few days before the tournament, we'd only gotten uh, the, 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 the release to go to 50. The, you know, the state had only gotten given out the uh, mandate, if you will, or the, or the uh, relaxing, if you will, to 50% of capacity. So normally, not only would you have 100% of capacity in sports books, but Vegas sports books, first weekend of March Madness, every seat is taken. And there's like, you can't even move for like within like a two or three square foot radius on the sportsbook floor. There's just bodies, everybody's standing wow. around where they can't get seats. It's wall to wall, standing room only. So it was not like that. All the seats were taken at most of these major sportsbooks, but set up in a way where you're only at 50% capacity. So it certainly does lose a little bit of the vibe that you would, well, a fair amount of the vibe that you would normally have for, say, a Super Bowl or the yeah. first weekend of March Madness, et cetera. But I'll tell you what, it was it was better than the alternative 12 months ago. So it, w- it was fun. I mean, it, was, it wasn't it was awesome, but it was pretty good considering what we've all been through, and, and I think it's a, uh, hopefully a precursor of what's to come. All right, l- let's take a quick look at Sunday's lineup. Uh, I consider it much better. I, I, I Michigan-Florida State, obviously a good game. USC-Oregon, a great game. I am curious on Creighton-Gonzaga, the public – Obviously, he's going to load up on Gonzaga again. They got lucky, and I was on that side against Oklahoma. Where are you on this Creighton-Gonzaga game? We had uh, Preston Johnson, Sports Cheetah, on earlier. He kind of likes Gonzaga here. I don't know. I took the points. Uh, Are you seeing anything on this one? Yeah. I I, I was looking over all four of these games yesterday, going through, um, going back and forth with Nick Bogdanovich at William Hill U.S., all four of the Sunday games, and I'm going to update them again throughout the day today at, at some point here. It's it's kind of interesting. This number's really not moved much at William Hill U.S. It's a big number for a for for a Sweet 16 game, but you kind of get it with Gonzaga. I mean, they've been the, the odds-on favorite all season. But uh, what what Nick what Nick said was he pointed out Gonzaga covered both times last week, and he said we're going to be buried on Gonzaga mm. come Sunday. That's fully what he's expecting. And it's already leaning that way. Uh, as you noted, the public generally doesn't come in until late, certainly doesn't come in until weekends on weekend games. But that said, Gonzaga was already getting 70% of bets, 78% of money. And that this was yesterday afternoon. Um, he said, we're going to need Creighton big. He said, it's possible that could be our biggest decision this weekend. Uh, it's definitely not often that a double-digit favorite that a team is a double-digit favorite in their first three tournament games, but he just noted Gonzaga is power-rated so high this year, and their offense looks uh, unstoppable. Yeah, they they have won, I believe, 25 straight by double figures. Now, I, Patrick, I look at Ken Palm a lot. I also look at Bart Torvik just to get a sense of what the straight-up numbers say, and Ken Palm only has this as Gonzaga by 12. Uh, is a smarter bet perhaps the Gonzaga team total? Because we know they're going to get buckets. Creighton, not a great defensive team. I think that's an interesting point to make okay. that, you know, Gonzaga is going to get buckets. Maybe look at that Gonzaga uh, team total. That's uh, and that's, and that's the thing that's as, as people get more and more informed on betting, you understand that there are, uh, you know, there are, you know, derivatives and other options out there that go beyond the spread. And, and even like you said, with the, uh, with what you're seeing on what this number, maybe perhaps should be 12. Well, if you really feel that way and you, and you like your source, then maybe that means it's, it's worth a play on on the underdog Creighton here, but 
But again, that's I think that's an interesting tack to take is to look at Gonzaga's team total. They're gonna they're gonna get buckets. This team scores, no question. How about this one? This is one of my more exotic bets of uh, the weekend. I have Syracuse Houston first half under uh, under sixty six. Now the big surprise to me was. I felt like this number was high because, A, Syracuse plays the 2-3 zone, can slow things down. I know they scored a lot opening weekend. But this is not even the the lowest uh, first-half total of the day. Oregon State Loyola is 57.5. Villanova Baylor, 65.5. So I think there's massive value on, on Syracuse-Houston because we know Houston uh, can get slowed down. And their shooting is not always great against a 2-3 zone. No, I don't think that's a bad play at all. And in fact, I was just looking over. I don't have the first half numbers in front of me, but I was looking at the just the full game, how the betting is going uh, from from uh, from Points Bet USA. Went back and forth with them this morning on a few of these games as well. I, mm-hmm. I'm just talking to as many yeah. people as I can. <laughs> and and on the full game, you've got at at Points Bet 55% of bets, 69% of money is on under 140 and a half. And if the full game is going to go under, well, the tone is going to be set in the first half. Yeah, for that to happen. Interesting. So, I I think that's uh, I think that's an intriguing play, and it's a good point. You know that, that this isn't even the lowest uh, you know the lowest under on the board at, the, at this point. Yeah. For, uh, for, and for and let's be game. realistic. You you watch Syracuse. They're not shooting like they're not shooting fifty percent from three again. Okay, they're not splashing everything like they did against West Virginia and San Diego. Uh, let me wrap up on this one, Patrick. Um, USC Oregon is just tantalizing. I'm kind of obsessed with this game. Um, actually, I want to ask you about Alabama and UCLA in a sec. But USC has a great interior defense. They already met this season. USC trucked them by 14. They led the game 17 to one, and they didn't have the second Mobley twin, the older brother. Right. How did this only open? I thought I saw it at pick, and I know I th- I thought I saw it. I bet it at pick, thinking, oh, I like Oregon here. And now it's up to two and a half, and I feel kind of like a do- dope betting on the wrong side at a bad number. W- what am I missing here? Y- y- like, USC shot lights out. They're not going to be able to duplicate that performance against Kansas, against Oregon. They just won't. Kansas was a bad team. That was USC's best performance of the season, shooting the three. Like, yeah, and can't, right, and Kansas was just awful, yeah, too. Yeah. But... But that you have to credit the opponent for for part of that awfulness as well. And Kansas definitely did not have a good season this year. So this is another one where I went back and forth with Nick Bogdanovich and William Hill US. And I don't think you you did not get the best of the number. But I don't necessarily think you need to feel dumb about it. I think it's just the way, just kind of the way the line moved. Probably there was there may have been some sharp play that helped move it that way. But at William Hill, this is a two way action game. Fifty one percent of tickets on Oregon, fifty four percent of money on USC. And Nick said, I think this is going to be a dead-even bet game. And, you know, he pointed out when Oregon shoots the three well, they're tough to stop. They look phenomenal against Iowa. USC is more of a half-court team with all their height. He pointed out Evan Mobley is a beast down low. I, here's what I thought was interesting about this. But, again, to your point, I don't think you necessarily got – you did not get the best of the number, obviously. But this is a two-way bet game. So it, it, it is running pretty even. Uh, but I thought one of the uh, more interesting things, if we can look ahead just a moment, Nick thinks both of these teams could beat Gonzaga if they played in the next round. Wow. That's what he said. Could beat Gonzaga. I don't know if USC has the firepower. They have the defense, but right. I don't know. You know, the last NCAA tournament game, Patrick, from Gonzaga, all I remember, I was at, randomly, a Detroit Pistons game. Um, long story, I won't even tell it. 
I'm at a Detroit Pistons game, and we're in a suite, and I had Gonzaga. I think it was against uh, Texas Tech um, mm-hmm. in, in the tournament, and I was like, oh, Gonzaga's got this, and they just couldn't do anything offensively, and I was just stunned, and I now I'm wondering, man, that USC defense, and even Oregon, which can switch everything on the perimeter, huh? File that one away, boys and girls. The underdog, USC or Oregon, will be able to hang with Gonzaga. And remember, Pac-12 on fire in the tournament. West Coast Conference, kind of a joke. All right, Patrick Everson covers. You can follow him. You should follow him on Twitter at covers underscore Vegas. Real quick, Patrick, anything on Alabama UCLA? Does Bama blow him out? Oh, that's a a really good question. And and I'm going to go back to... You know what I got from from William Hill U.S. on this yesterday. I'm kind of scrolling through this real quick, but Nick said both the sharps and the masses are on Alabama. So you've got the sharp sharp play and public hitting the crimson tide in this game. And again, going into the weekend before the public's even bet, and it's a Sunday game, so there's still another day to go. Ticket count pretty much two to one, and money a little beyond two to one on Alabama. So huh. it's, you know, Nick says Alabama is just a monster. They are. And everyone saw what they did to Maryland. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Patrick Everson, thanks a lot. Good stuff as usual. Good luck this weekend with the gambling. Right on. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me, Jason. Take All care. All right. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Oh. Yeah, I would say my kids like this song. Is this pop on the pop charts? Yes. You know, that's probably why they, they found it. While we're doing music real quick, is Drake a rapper or is he in a category called pop rap, which I didn't even know existed? I mean, I, I would say that his, his, his music is pop music, so you could classify him as pop rap if you want. I, it's Dua Lipa. Yeah. She's got a good vibe to her. Sure. I could dig that. Oh, yeah. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-88-FARMERS to switch, and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. It's, you know, the NBA schedule. And I know, Gavin, I don't think you're as into the NBA until the playoffs happen. But the NBA season basically goes, you start out on Christmas Day or whatever. The opening day is big. Then there's a huge dip for the NFL. Then it's back up around, like, the All-Star break, which is right after Traditionally, the NFL season ends. And then it dips again for March Madness. And then it pops back up after March Madness, right, as as we get to the playoffs. So there's a chance that people have missed out on the MVP race. And again, missed out, I say, you know, some people probably like, who gives a, who cares about the, (laughs) you know what I was about to say. Who cares about the NBA? MVP. Give me a break. It's a joke of an award. Giannis has won the last two, and he hasn't even got to the finals. And, eh, you know, I get it. But in the moment, it's a fun discussion. How about this one, Gavin? Who won the NFL MVP last year? Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I had to think for a second because I was like, okay, Brady won the Super Bowl. Mahomes probably could have won it, but who the heck else? Because the NBA has no, there's no interest in the NBA regular season outside of diehards like you. Well, I'm I'm in a fantasy league, so. Okay. Well, I just, the NFL has about 20 layers of interest in the sport, in the games, and all these different things. The NBA has nothing in the regular season. There's nothing. The only thing interesting is when LeBron gets gets hurt. Okay, well, that's that's kind of interesting. Maybe the late, you know what I mean? But there's no actual interest in the war. Didn't the Warriors lose yesterday? Steph Curry can't seem to win without. He's not uh, even playing. He's okay. hurt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, I didn't even know that. But that's the thing. That's, Somebody <laughs> sent me this graphic. Injured stars currently out of the NBA. Right. Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, LaMelo Ball. Okay, LaMelo Ball, I know you can scoff. He's the rookie of the year by a mile. But the other five guys are five of the top ten players. You could probably say five of the top eight in the league. You want to know my number one takeaway from the NBA trade deadline? Um, Mm. So the Orlando Magic sell off, you know, they're going to rebuild. Right, right, right. Nobody 
cares? <laughs> uh, but no, no, no. This is my thought. Why am I interested in the Jets rebuilding and the Panthers rebuilding and these teams rebuilding and the Browns? But I could not ever care what the Orlando Magic do. Yeah. And that's that was my takeaway on the NBA trade deadline. Like, well, I forget who wrote this story. Somebody wrote a story about how the NBA basically has, you know, two classes. It's the cities that people want to go to, the good teams, and then everybody else who has no chance. And, like, nobody wants to go there. Like, I don't care what cap room the Orlando Magic have. They're not getting anybody good. So what you have to do, right, Gavin, is draft well. We got Penny. Second, he's a free agent. He's out. Yeah, we got Shaq. Look at Detroit with Blake Dwight Griffin. Howard, yeah. With, you know, Chris Perfett, who was just here, he said, I can't watch the NBA because I'm being told as a fan that unless the star likes my city, that they're just going to bail on us and well, leave. Okay. So here is the counter. You draft a star, and then you've got to do all hell. You've got to move heaven and earth to make that star stay so you can win a championship. But That's what, really but the, the only Pelicans way. the Pelicans did everything they could to keep Anthony Davis. They got it, yeah. And he well, said, no, I want to go join LeBron Well, he only LA. won one playoff series. And maybe that's partially on him. But if I'm the dad, and that's why I've said this about Zion, like, clock's ticking. Are, are they building a championship contender there? Are they even close? I don't, they're, they're 19 and, tw- like, 20 and 24. Zion's leaving, people! I just know our, our industry... And people really tune out when we talk regular season basketball. We can't, you can't talk Zion. It's not interesting. Like, it it just isn't. Like, people don't care what what Zion is putting. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't, you know, we'll come back in the playoffs. But otherwise, this, this Dolphins Niners trade. Massive. Is massive for us. It's, 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 it's content for an entire month leading up to the NFL draft. Yeah, 100%. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre, live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call 1-88-FARMERS, and you could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. All right, our next guest, oh boy, this is going to be fun, because he covers the NFL. He knows a lot about the 49ers, and we have debated the Jimmy Garoppolo stuff for, like, the better part of two hours. So let's bring in Chris Beardeman from the Sacramento Bee. I hope I said your last name correctly, Chris. Yeah, it's it's Biederman. Biederman. It doesn't look it, – it doesn't sound at all like – Yeah, where's looks, the E? So no, no problem. Uh, yeah, it's it's a long story. So Chris <laughs> is going to be in high demand basically until the draft or until Jimmy Garoppolo gets dealt. All right, Chris, I will let you – I'm not going to posit my theory. I'm curious as to what you're hearing today, 24 hours after the 49ers traded up for the third pick in the draft. Yeah, well, the the 49ers have have kept things pretty close to the vest, maybe with the exception that, you know, they've uh, been been sort of spreading it around, I guess, a little bit, that this is more than likely going to be a quarterback, right, that they take at number three. And it's really interesting because they're in a spot where they're trying to thread the needle of, being a contending team, they want to get back to the Super Bowl because they're bringing back a lot of players who were on that 2019 team that went to the Super Bowl while also trying to build their quarterback situation for the future. And I know it's it's pretty easy to to dismiss the idea of the team saying that they're going to keep Jimmy Garoppolo around for, for another year um, despite making this trade and, and adding another quarterback. But I, I think it would make a lot of sense, and I think what some people are missing is just the context of 
you know, there's probably not going to be another off-season program. So if you do bring in a rookie, he's going to have to learn Kyle Shanahan's offense in a matter of weeks before the start of the regular season. Because, you know, if it's like last year, training camp didn't start uh, in terms of practice and actually playing football until mid-August. So is there really going to be a rookie quarterback coming in to take your team to a Super Bowl with just three weeks of training camp? And, And I just find that um, hard, hard to fathom. And so I, I think it would make sense to, to you know, keep Jimmy Garoppolo around, see if you can keep him healthy. You know he does have the upside of a quarterback that could get you to the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan has said over and over again that he thinks Jimmy Garoppolo can continue to get better. He just needs more playing time. But the issue is the injury stuff. So now the 49ers are insulating themselves from Garoppolo's injury history a little bit with, by getting – somebody who could be a backup and and they you know they work to find a a capable backup throughout the offseason whether it be um Andy Dalton or someone like that and and uh you know Jacoby Brissett and somebody who made sense but those were guys that that went to other teams on on bigger deals than the 49ers could afford Mm -hmm. because they were fortifying the rest of the roster and giving Trent Williams a record-breaking contract um so now they have the potential to roll with Jimmy Garoppolo it gives them the luxury of developing a quarterback that that they don't have to throw in the mix right away. Or if they get a guy like, you know, say the Jets decide to pass on Zach Wilson, say they take Justin Fields, I think Zach Wilson is probably good enough to start right away despite these circumstances that I'm talking about. And then you could deal Garoppolo. So they have flexibility. They don't have to get rid of Garoppolo just because they made this trade. And they don't necessarily have to keep him either. So um, I I see the logic from both sides of it. What I'm curious to see is whether or not Kyle Shanahan is going to be um, sort of stubborn in the way he looks at quarterbacks and, and is all this smoke around Mac Jones and, you know, people, people who, who are, uh, you know, who, who've covered the team and, and who are well-connected within the organization saying, hey, don't rule out Mac Jones here. You know, is that Kyle Shanahan looking for his, his version of Kirk Cousins on a rookie contract? Or is that sort of a smokescreen situation where the 49ers are, are playing a little bit of misdirection here? All right. Um, lo- so, hoo, 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 there's a lot yeah, there. So go ahead. Um, all right. So I guess my first counter would be, let's go with, I like the idea of keeping Jimmy G as your bridge quarterback. I know it's an expensive bridge. But let's say they just go, Jimmy G's our starter. We're going to draft a quarterback at three. What happens if? Jimmy G, by the way, I don't have his record off the top of my head, but I believe when he starts with the Niners, they're like, what, 20 and 6? And then when he doesn't start, they're awful. What happens if you start Jimmy G and you go back to the Super Bowl and let's just say you win the Super Bowl? I think it's a problem the 49ers would love to have. Yes, okay, that was the answer I was hoping for. Okay, very unlikely since, as you said, Garoppolo's hurt all the time. So now the question is, do you keep Jimmy now or can you trade him now? And the way I look at it, Chris, I'm only seeing – realistically, Denver and Carolina out there as landing spots, or am I missing somewhere? Yeah, I mean, New England would, would seemingly make sense. I know oh, they yes. have Cam Newton, but New England would make sense. Uh, I think Chicago would probably make sense. Um, mm. So I, I do think he has value. I, I think the idea that the 49ers just need to get rid of him because of the contract is, is a little bit misguided because, you know, I don't know what they necessarily need the cap space for right now, right? Like, there's who are they going to get that they need that that they need mm-hmm. to clear that cap room for? Yep. They already have twenty million in space right now, so there isn't anybody that they're going to get more than likely, um, you know, before the season starts. So if they want to move off from Garoppolo, it makes more sense to do it in twenty twenty one in order to keep that quarterback flexibility. And, so and, I think yeah, they're leveraging their situation right now, and it makes sense. So Chris, wouldn't you argue keeping him and then trying to unload him next year when 
we don't know where the Patriots – I mean, the Patriots could use him now, but they could be desperate next year, right? Then what about, uh, you know, you go up and down the league, Big Ben, final year. Steelers could certainly use Big Ben, right? Uh, we don't know what's going on with teams like the Indianapolis Colts. What if they don't want to keep Wentz? Like maybe they do because of the contract. Houston Texans, like it feels like there could be more buyers for Garoppolo next year than right now since musical chairs has mostly stopped. Yeah, and this could be a situation where this lights a fire under him, and if you do get a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo for a full 16-game season and he does take steps to, to improve his game, then maybe he ends up becoming you know a top 12, top 10 type quarterback, which you know statistically you can make an argument that he was in that realm in, in 2019. He was the only quarterback in the league to finish top five in touchdowns, uh, completion percentage, and yards per attempt. And a lot of that is a credit to Kyle Shanahan. And no, he wasn't throwing the ball particularly deep downfield, and there were a lot of short throws that were schemed open. Um, but you know, I, I think he's a capable quarterback, and I think in the right scenario, he could be effective for you. And if you have a good team and a good defense, we've already seen that Jimmy Garoppolo can get to a Super Bowl, albeit with you know a really good running game too, evidence like what happened with uh, with Raheem Mostert in the NFC title game. Yeah. But no, I I think you know there's, the the 49ers would be wise to just wait out and see their options. They don't have to make a decision right now. They could. Um, you know, they could end up with Trey Lance at three, and maybe that's the guy they want. And, and, you know, Lance is somebody who hasn't played since 2019. He's got a very limited sample size in college, and he might be somebody that you want to develop for the long run. So I don't, I don't see why the 49ers would need to be in a hurry to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo because he still is an asset, um, even with his contract. It's, it's, it's more towards the middle of the pack now than it was when he first signed it, obviously, because you have a bunch of guys now making 30 and even $40 million a year so it's it's not entirely crazy for the 49ers to decide to keep him even on that cap number because they don't have anything else to spend that money on anyway. And if they got rid of Garoppolo, then you're looking at only a, a rookie quarterback and no rookie quarterback has ever started in the Super Bowl. And so this is a team mm. based on all the moves that they've made wants to get back to the Super Bowl. And it would just be hard to justify in my mind uh, just just leaving that up to a rookie when you could keep Jimmy Garoppolo without really hurting the hurting you in the big picture. All right, uh, Chris Biederman, Sacramento Bee. Let me, let's go to the quarterback question now. So, Chris, a lot of speculation about Justin Fields, who's probably number three. Assuming Lawrence and Trevor Wilson go one, uh, Trevor Lawrence and uh, Zach Wilson go one and two. Fields versus Lance. Lance is still going to be 20 when the draft happens. Uh, Fields is 22. Mac Jones is 22. He'll turn 23, Mac Jones, by week one. What, what's your read on what Shanahan wants to do? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the toughest part of, of this whole thing, I think, right? Because what we know about Kyle Shanahan is he passed on uh, Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson because he planned on signing Kirk Cousins in free agency before the Jimmy Garoppolo thing fell in his lap. Um, and you see all of the quarterback experts and the people in the media and the people connected to the team saying, oh, don't rule out Mac Jones, which makes me think maybe – Mac Jones is is souped up Kirk Cousins on a rookie contract. Oh. Or is Kyle Shanahan deciding to adapt and saying, well, I could probably use a quarterback that can make more plays off schedule with his legs. And maybe that's Justin Fields or Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance is particularly interesting because he might have a higher upside than Fields, but you're probably going to have to wait a year at least before you can throw him in the starting lineup, right? Where Fields might be might be more uh, might, might be closer to, to being able to start right now. And, you know, both those guys give you an element with their legs that, that Jimmy Garoppolo just doesn't have. He doesn't really have the ability to escape the pocket and make throws outside the structure of the offense. So does Kyle Shanahan want to adapt 
and find a guy that can do that. I think that's what, that's the answer that only he has, right? Mm. Like none of us can really speculate. Well, uh, hold on, say, Chris. Let me back up real quick. Did you yeah. you said he, they passed on Mahomes? Um, was that what 2017? Yeah, in 2017 they drafted Solomon, Solomon Thomas third Tom. overall. Okay, well, so before, who was the GM at the time? Was, was that Lynch? Yeah, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. And who was the, the quarterback time. that they had at the time? Uh, Brian Hoyer. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, their plan. I've forgotten plan, about that. Their plan was to uh, they they were rebuilding, and their plan was um, to build out the rest of the roster and eventually um, pay Kirk Cousins what what the Packer or what the Vikings ended oh. up paying for him. But what happened was they had talked to the Patriots at the combine soon after they were hired about being interested in Jimmy Garoppolo, and the Patriots weren't shopping Garoppolo at that point, and then they decided they had to. Um, and offered Garoppolo to the Niners for a second-round pick, and the 49ers weren't expecting it, so it changed their plan. So um, that's sort of how that whole thing shook out, which is why the Mac Jones thing is interesting when you hear people compare him to Jimmy Garoppolo and Kirk Cousins because that's the guy that Kyle Shanahan has liked so much in the past. So you wonder if that's if, if he's going to stick with that mindset when it comes to his next move at quarterback or if he's going to adapt and try try to get somebody who has – you know, more playmaking skills outside of structure. And, and, you know, Kyle Shanahan goes against these guys. He goes against Russell Wilson and, and Kyler Murray, you know, eight times a year or four times a year. So, um, you know, like he's, he's, he, seems, he sees what mobile quarterbacks can do and what that element does um, and, and could potentially make his life easier. The question is, does he want to add that guy to his offense or does he still want a traditional pocket passer, someone more like Kirk Cousins, who in this case would be Mac Jones. Got it. All right, Chris Biederman, Sacramento Bee. Oh, boy, this is you're going to be having so much fun over the next few months. It's going to become a debate about <laughs> Mac Jones or Justin Fields or Trey Lance, and somebody's going to be right, and two people will be wrong. Uh, well, all right, what Chris. if you know what if what if the Jets decide that they like they're Fields not because no. Robert no. because Robert Sala wants his his version of Russell Wilson after you know Sala's a defensive coach and maybe he wants a running game and a ball control yeah. quarterback and a mobile quarterback rather than you know having to win thirty eight to thirty six every week uh, you know maybe yeah. maybe Wilson falls in number three you never know <laughs> huh all right uh, oh boy this is fun all right Chris thanks for the time uh, enjoy the weekend yeah no problem thanks for having me. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre, live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. All right, just to recap some of the Sweet 16 bets. Now, some of these I made earlier this week. The lines have been out since, like, Monday and Tuesday, guys. So you snooze, you lose. I got Villanova, Baylor over 138, over 139. It's now over like 140. And Sports Cheetah earlier came on the show and said, look at the under. Arkansas minus 11, minus 11 and a half. I I just like them to crush Oral Roberts in the second half. Live betting could be your friend if Oral Bob goes up early. Oregon pick, bad line. It's at two. Take the points. Florida State plus three. I hate Syracuse plus six, but I took it. Creighton plus 14. And for fun, a teaser. I like the favorites to really roll today. Baylor, Arkansas, Loyola, Alabama. Teasing basketball is dumb, but it's fun. <laughs> Why um, is that? I've always heard that. Because there's so much variance in basketball, yeah. like with the threes and the free throws at the end. Yeah. Um, teasing in the NFL, you go through a key number, you're fine because there's not as much scoring. Um, all right. Quick non-sports I just texted this to Gavin. This is something I read like two days ago. 
really, really good. You guys know um, I had started the website, The Big Lead, and we did a lot of sports, but we focused on the media. You write about the media. They then read you, and they want to be mentioned and blah, blah, blah. It was It's a tried and true method. A lot of other blogs do it now. We were doing it 15 years ago. This story by a guy named Matt Taibbi, he's written for, I think, like GQ and Rolling Stone. He wrote something. Did I say it right? Okay. Yeah. The Sovietization of the American Press. I'm not going to say any more. I'm not going to skew it. It's a really good piece. That It'll is a make great you title. Think. Yeah. And it, listen, it's going to make you think, you know? And I'm just going to repeat something I've said on the show. I heard it from some philosopher. If all of your political beliefs line up in one party, you're not a clear thinker. And I'm not going on a political rant. This piece will make you think, like, you know, anyways. All right. So, Iowa Sam. Real quick, yeah, Iowa Hawkeyes. Oregon. How did you handle the loss? Uh, it, I mean, it was tough. It was tough. They were they actually were playing a pretty even game up until about two minutes left in the half, yep. first half, and then Oregon just soared away. Uh, and you asked if Oregon can beat Gonzaga. I think they absolutely can. They could have put up they could have put up 105 points on <laughs> Iowa. I mean, they they kind of let up the the gas at the end there. But um, I just think that Gonzaga is just has a slight edge. I just think that yep. I mean, but. In terms of running and scoring and hitting threes, they're they're pretty even. I just think that, you know, Corey Kispert and Timmy and Jalen Suggs, like they just got, I mean stacked. Man, Gonzaga is so good. And they're getting they're getting really good recruits too, and they have been for yeah, a while. Yeah, did you see that? They got a top five yep. kid next yeah. year. Yeah. And uh, so I mean the machine doesn't stop with uh with Gonzaga. Okay, this is an incendiary take, and Scott Van Pelt was not happy that I put this out there. Iowa, even though they're losing Bohannon, one of the best players ever. And Garza, superstar. Best player in the program's history, maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's the most productive Iowa scorer, yeah. will be better equipped to make a deep run in the tournament next year. They have a great young group of players, yeah. and they have a lot of wings. Absolutely. Which I like. I don't like a one big guy. Uh, Oregon was attacking Garza, and defensively— Well, Garza got his points, but yeah, they were just too slow yeah, like defensively. Yeah. They're going to be much better on the wings. They have this guy, Keegan Murray, I'm very excited about. But anyway, let's focus on the teams that are still in the tournament. It's going to be great. Yeah, you don't like when I talk about it. Oh, no, no, it's not that. It's just that I love the fact that, I mean, the teams are still in it deserve to be there. They deserve a spot. Will you watch the Iowa women today? Absolutely. They're on in in six minutes. I'm putting it on. Oh, it's on in six. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's a good matchup. Paige Buckets. Uh, UConn's a beast. Anyways, yeah. Uh, Thanks a lot, everybody in the studio. Up on Game Next. This was an awesome show. Seriously, download the podcast. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 